Welcome everyone to Uplifting Humans, where we honor, empower, educate, and inspire the listener. And of course, this is our regular show, uh, Fires of Relationships, uh, and of course, my co-host will be joining us as well. Today, we are discussing anger. Anger is anything from rage to resentment. Some of the anger's family members are hate, impatience, frustration, aggression, violence, stubbornness, jealousy, revenge, and the list goes on and on. There's a lot of anger and there's a lot of energy in anger. And we certainly can feel energized when we're irritated. So in anger, we have a lot of energy for action to do something. But at the same time, we feel a lot of guilt about anger and are often judged about being and showing anger to others. And let's not forget about the repressed anger that many of us carry, which is still anger and some find it undignified to express. Then there's the justifiable anger, which is propped up by the vanity and the pride that each of us carry. We like to think how right we are in a situation and how wrong the other person is. So let's share our views about anger. Matilda? Hello everyone, this is Matilda, uh, Coffee with Matilda, A Journey to Self. And I'm actually very excited, Salindra, to talk about anger because I feel, I mean, when I was doing a little bit of research about tonight, yes, I realized actually anger is good. Anger is good if we, uh, we use anger in the right way. It can give us a lot of motivation. It can give us a lot of uh, boost to do amazing, to realize amazing uh, things in our lives, um, uh, to create amazing dreams in our lives. But obviously, if we don't know how to um, control anger or if we don't know how to use anger in a proper way then it can be very damaging so i'm very excited to learn with you and discuss um, about how we can how we can control this this i'm not going to say negative but maybe a beautiful feeling or yeah. energy <laughs> and you know what it's more i think it's more to do with understanding it you know, if you understand anger and how it affects you and where it comes from, then you're able to understand it and navigate with it mm -hmm. you know, by your side. Because you know what, there's a lot of things that you can learn, you know, through anger and through a lot of the negative uh, emotions. And I want to stress to, to the listening audience that, you know what, um, the negative emotions that do come up, just like the positive ones, are all based on your past. They're connected, especially anger. Anger is connected to fear or to pride. It is our personal pride that feeds the anger. And so today we're gonna have a, a beautiful conversation about anger, but you know, I can't stress enough to the listening audience that whether it's anger or or a resentment or a frustration or whatever it is you know you need to explore it and you need to bring it a little bit closer to yourself and really really make friends with it 
in order to understand it. Um, so, mm -hmm. you know, again, you know, anger comes from, uh, from the past, like all emotions, every emotion that you carry within you are based on your experiences of different things you've been through in life. And that is all based on the past. And so, um, anger is a beautiful, beautiful energy to it because it actually gets you up to take action, to do something about something. Whereas if you look at something like grief, grief, you're, you're, you're so sad, you're so internal um, that you don't have that, you don't have that burst of energy to do something about the grief. You have something to do with anger. Anger will, will allow you to have that sudden burst of energy. And, you know, when I say, you know, it's connected to fear or, for, or, or connected to pride, you know, again, a source of pride is connected to self-sacrifice. So I wanted to bring that up first because, you know, Matilda, you and I have had, you know, incredible conversations around relationships and relationships with others. And, um, and what happens is that there's a lot of self-sacrifice, especially in a very close relationship, be it a mother with her children, be it uh, a, a husband and wife or a boyfriend, girlfriend, or whatever it is. There's a lot of self-sacrifice that's happening. So I'll give you an example. Father's gone out and he's working, he's working hard. You have no idea what he's going through, but in his mind, to some degree, he is making a sacrifice to bring home the bacon. But at the same time, the woman who's sitting at home is also sacrificing because she's maybe chosen to put her career aside. And maybe she's really, really gone out and out of her way to clean the house and to prepare a meal. And then of course, the husband walks through the door and puts himself on the sofa and he's exhausted from what he's been through. Meanwhile, the wife is getting irritated because she didn't get that attention she wanted. And so she puts on this beautiful spread and they're having dinner and he eats the dinner. Well, inside of her, she's thinking to herself, man, you know, I slaved over this stove. I've done all this work and he couldn't even acknowledge it. <laughs> you see? And so what happens is that she was doing this, but she was coming from a place of self-sacrifice where she felt like she went out of her way to prepare this meal and that she needed some form of appreciation or recognition for what she had done. But what she didn't realize is that she probably didn't know what he's gone through and he equally has also done some form of sacrifice. So male and female sacrifice, and they're unaware of what each of them are sacrificing because it never gets communicated. So then what happens? It turns into a fight. It turns, eventually, it will turn into something not so pleasant. It'll turn into anger. So there's a certain um, pride of self sacrifice. There's a certain pride of a woman who sits at home or a woman who prepares a beautiful meal or a woman who goes to work because it, you need two incomes to make that lifestyle happen. But 
most have a certain vanity about what what they're doing for the other there's a certain vanity that's uh, that is equally at play here and so when our sacrifice isn't recognized what happens is that we get angry and the vanity and the expectations uh, uh, were not met they were not being noticed in other words if i put on this beautiful thing and it wasn't noticed and then equally as soon as you voice it the 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 spouse will say well you know i slaved at work today as well and i had some you know so and so uh breathing down my neck and you have no idea what i've sacrificed you see how this escalates yeah right and so i think that you know my advice to situations really is that we 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 need to recognize anger and where it's coming from where is it stemming from and it's stemming from fear and it's stemming from pride so instead of viewing that we are going out of our way and doing this whatever it is that you're doing for the other why not look at it from a different point of view and say to yourself you know i'm actually doing this and it doesn't matter if it's noticed and it doesn't matter because there's no expectation. I'm just going to be really generous and I'm going to treat it like I've given my all. It's like a gift to the other. You see how preparing a meal becomes anger and resentful and it, it actually grows from there. Why not just switch it just a little bit? And just think to yourself, you know, I, I'm doing the best that I can. And if there is some recognition, that's a bonus, but there's no expectation. Because what happens, Matilda, with expectation? Expectation also puts a little pressure on the other person as well, doesn't it? Yeah, but I feel, um, I mean, resentment is a very scary element in anger. Actually, it's something that I would love to talk with you about it later on as well, to talk about what happens that people have resentment and when they don't address their resentment at the right time, then lots of um, ugly things can come out of that place. Um, also, I, I honestly, this element, the scenario that you described, I don't know what would have been the right way of handling it i think if i was that wife at one point okay i'm sure every day you have to cook and clean and it's a very difficult job to handle a house to manage a house um at one point you're gonna get tired at one point you will say you know no one's appreciating what i'm doing on the other hand I think for the man, it's a little bit more easier to be recognized because he's already bringing the money. Um, I think the financial reward is easier to notice, whereas the unnoticed section is what the mother in this scenario is doing. And the husband needs to learn how to appreciate the wife or she needs to address her needs in a very vivid way so he understands that if she's not happy i mean how long she can go on like that to not be noticed and not be recognized for effort 
But when you're doing something it, on a deeper level, you're not doing it to be recognized. On a deeper level, mm. what you're doing is you're doing what you think is right. What is your truth? Because there, I mean, if recognition comes, that's great. But even if you look at recognition, recognition when you're a child is completely different than when you're an adult because you've understood what life is all about. But Salina, you don't want that damn husband to fucking, excuse my language, <laughs> to fucking uh, say thank you for all the hard work. If I'm the wife, he better appreciate me. Otherwise, I'm not going to cook next day. The kitchen is closed. <laughs> I can appreciate that. However, you cooking and doing what you do, you do it because of who you are. You don't do it just because you're looking for that acknowledgement or recognition. And, and uh, uh, again, you know, it's, 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 it's really, really interesting because, again, um, Looking outside of yourself for anything, you'll never find it. It's really an emptiness that you have within you. That's why you're searching outside. Yeah. So the little you is still the little Matilda or the little <laughs> whoever is still yeah. looking for. And I'll give you another example. You know, there's a lot of mums out there. They chose to have children just to, you know, something that's come to, 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 to the forefront for me. A lot of moms out there, they choose to have children. As the children get older and the demands are greater, at some point, there's a lot of women that I know that have said, I have sacrificed so much for you. We put you in the best of best schools. We gave you the best of the best that we could offer. You see, you see what's happening? The child, first of all, didn't ask to be born. <laughs> you chose to take the first step. Yeah. The second thing is when a mother is coming from that, I sacrifice so much. Why don't we just reframe that? What if, what, what if giving birth and having a child is the most sacred and beautiful thing that you could do? There was no sacrifice. There was no sacrifice in that. It's but I think look at it. It's how you look at it. You know, in the heat of the moment, you really have to look and you got to remember that the other person, whoever that is, the husband, the spouse, the 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 boyfriend, the child, uh, the co-worker, because relationships are everywhere. That other that you're looking at is only reflecting back at us what we fail to acknowledge within ourselves. You're looking for acknowledgement outside, but you fail to recognize and acknowledge what's already within you. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if I was that mom, um, if I'm sacrificing, which, you know, coming from a culture that I'm coming from, and I think your culture is very, very close, um, that's a very natural thing I've heard, not from my mom per se. I mean, I've heard from her, I've heard from all my friends and their parents, even my friends right now, they're telling to their children. So I don't see a negative element there. I feel 
they are doing this to teach you how to appreciate what you have, appreciate the the settings, the the glory or the opportunities that as a parent they're giving you because but you're they don't need to but you're guilty. Huh? you're give you're guilting them you're guilting them instead of teaching them maybe as soon as you say i sacrificed this i did this i did that and da 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 da, da. what happens is that child learns and understands that that is normal behavior and they'll carry it to that next generation in actual fact you as a parent are the role model for that child you don't hmm. sacrifice you gift them you gave from your heart you didn't sacrifice you gave from your heart you gave them life from your heart and then in turn you gave them the best that you could out of the love that you had for them and that oh came God, that's a lot of giving. <laughs> Where is Matilda in it? If I'm constantly giving, 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 what happens to Matilda? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> There's such a beauty you know, beyond, beyond what words can express. Because every generation tries to go ahead and they give more than what they actually received. I, I truly do feel that. Very few people that I know that try to give less to their children than what they received. They try to give them more, whether it's more freedom, whether it's more in material, whether it's more education, more something. But that's another topic. Today it's about, <laughs> <laughs> it's about anger, right? Yes. And, and, and realistically, you know, we have to, when, when we're, when we're in a in 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 that rage in that anger in that resentment in that frustration what is happening is that we are we are actually trying to not look at the other person's point of view per se but what we're doing is we have decided that one is right and one is wrong one is right and one is wrong and so I'm going to go ahead, just like a politician, I'm going to find all the wrongs in you so then I look right. That's what anger is. Anger is, you're wrong, Matilda, and I'm right. And the thing is that we have to change that because you have free will and choice and I have free will and choice. And in between the two is the right way of handling everything and understanding everything, right? Mm-hmm. Just like a lady who's frustrated with her boyfriend, for instance, or a, or a, or a boyfriend frustrated with the girlfriend. He decides, well, you know what? Uh, you've gained too much weight. You don't work out enough. You don't have a job. You're living off of me, blah, 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 blah. See you later. Uh, this relationship is over. So what he's done is instead of saying, you know what? I think this relationship has come to an end. And we had a beautiful time together. And whatever needs to be said is said. What does he do? He spends enough time making her wrong and shows her her faults 
because he's going to leave her anyway. You see what I mean? Because then it feels better. There's one wrong and there's one right. And that's the same thing with that. You kind of justify something. Justifying. And so anger, anger doesn't let you think clearly sometimes because anger will allow you to go ahead and have it so that the wrong that you point out all of a sudden becomes your escape. Interesting. What about uh, Salindran? Um, you know, I've been angry at myself sometimes, or maybe still I am in some elements. And I've seen people who are being angry at themselves. How would you, how would you deal with self-anger? Well, self-anger is really repressed anger, right? Yes. It's repressed anger. And you know what happens with repressed anger, right? Repressed depression. anger. Depression. So, so, so at some point, the anger is consuming you inside. The anger is going to kill the angry person. It's not going to kill the enemy, whatever the enemy is, whether it's their boss at work or whether it's the truck drivers that are driving too slow in front of them, right? Or whatever it is, the anger is going to kill the angry person. And especially the one that has repressed anger, the anger is inside. And so what is actually happening physically with anger in your body? It's shutting the energy, it's shutting the valves of certain parts of your body. And guess what? The biggest shutdown in anger is your heart. Yeah. It's, a, it's the heart. So as soon as you are angry, the chemicals that your, your, your brain is excreting are completely different than when you're happy. And so what happens is that when you're angry and you're angry all the time and you're resentful and you're, you're, you're holding it in, it's like a gasket that's going to blow up one day and you'll probably have an aneurysm. You'll probably have a heart attack. <laughs> that's very true because I remember, I mean, when you finish a relationship, for example, if you keep staying angry, you won't miss that person. As soon as you stop being angry at them, all the memories come, the beautiful memories come, the love comes back. You're like, what happened? I wasn't missing him, but now I'm starting to miss. But it's interesting how your heart shuts down and you don't, you start not thinking clearly. And I should back up because it's before the heart shuts down. And I'm going to, this is, this is a, a little tool for the audience out there. Please make a note of this. Before the heart valves start doing their thing and the chemicals are flooding your body with more anger and more anger. What's going to happen is that your breathing is going to become very shallow. Your breathing is going to be right up here rather than in your belly. Okay, so the mechanism to stop anger in its tracks is take the biggest, deepest breath that you possibly can and fill up your belly like a balloon. So you inhale and you hold it. Don't let it out. Just keep holding it, keep holding it, keep holding it. And that anger 
that's being excreted into your body all of a sudden it doesn't know what to do because before the chemicals come the body knows it needs prana it needs air and without more air coming in and out the body shuts that chemical down and pays attention to the person who's not breathing anymore like what's going on here why aren't you letting me breathe so in other words if you don't even have that in in, in you so and i'll give you an example someone who has a very difficult time in life expressing emotionally doesn't seek the help chances are you'll notice they'll be a little overweight or they'll be a little really anorexic. Why? It's because when there's no air or prana in yoga, we call that prana. When there's no prana, that life force going into your belly, it is so uncomfortable that you start putting food in your mouth. And as soon as you put food in your mouth, it will relax you because the stomach is expanding because of the liquid or the food that's in your stomach. And you'll be able to handle everything. And that's why you have women who eat when they're angry. You see? So before <laughs> all of that, before all of that, just remember, take one long, deep breath in and hold it. Don't let the air out. Just hold it. And all of a sudden, it'll allow for that split second of what's going on here. Instead of you maybe throwing darts at somebody or taking the loaded gun and blasting their head off <laughs> in rage, it may slow down the process. Okay? So I hope that helps. And that's a beautiful little takeaway that anyone can use at any time. The other thing that you can also do is question it. But I find that when you're in the rage and when you're in the anger to a certain degree, that you really, unless you've practiced allowing for you to channel that anger energy to doing something productive, you are first going to learn how to breathe. Breathe, 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 breathe. Walk away and keep breathing. And then after that, what you do is, I'm feeling anger. You're not angry. You're Matilda. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You are not angry. Your name is not angry. You are Matilda. <laughs> Okay, I am feeling anger. You need to recognize the difference in wording. I, yeah. I, I am feeling anger. There is anger here. Question it. Oh, that does not feel good. Right now, I could probably kill myself or kill someone. Mm. <laughs> wow. Really feel it. Keep questioning it. What is this telling me? What is this particular emotion teaching me right now about me? If you're getting angry, the emotion belongs to you. It doesn't belong to the other person. Don't walk around with this finger pointing outwards. If you're feeling something, 
turn that finger around and point it to yourself. Why am I feeling this anger? And what is it trying to teach me about me? Minute you do that, anger gone. Minute you do that. Because anger, just like a person, does not want to be called out. Oh, wow. <laughs> does not want to be called out. Does not want, it just wants you to keep doing what you're doing. Go, create some more fires. Go, do some more damage. Go, kill a few people. You know, go stab a few people. Just what you see in the media, right? Yeah, exactly. But if you turn that around and you say, hmm, that's anger that I'm feeling. What is this teaching me about me? All of a sudden, let it take its course, but do not burst out and do not use that as an excuse to burst. Well, you know what? You did this and you said this and you made me angry. No, no, no. You're Matilda. You're not angry. Your name is Matilda. It's not angry. You have felt anger. You see? Huge difference. As soon as you change the words, as soon as you change your actions just a little bit, and as soon as you take the spotlight and you focus it in on, aha, that's anger. All of a sudden, anger doesn't exist. Anger starts thinking, hmm, why do I behave that way? Hmm, I used to do that when I was a kid. And when I did that, I used to get it my way. But now I'm an adult. I can't get it my way anymore. Guess what? I have to learn to live with myself. Because all answers lie within you. Not out there. Not out there. You want to learn the most about yourself? Be in a relationship. Yeah. be in a relationship because someone in that relationship, whether it's your best friend, whether it's your boss, whether it's your boyfriend, your husband, your child, they will come Triggered. and press the button that needs to be pressed to say, Matilda, wake up. <laughs> right? Yes. It's, that's why, that's why they say relationships are sacred. Because so, the ones take the most shit from us too. Right? Yes. <laughs> also, also, I want to know how, for example, someone can share their anger in a healthy way. How so, can you know, because, for example, if someone doesn't show their anger and always, um, you know, is nice and doesn't show like, okay, some, something is bothering them. Right. people might cross some boundaries because they think, oh, he or she's always nice. It's okay. Uh, they will not, actually, they will not respect you in a way. So how can you show your lines? How can you show that you can get angry, but obviously in a healthy way or in a right way? I don't know if there is a word as a right way getting angry. Well, again, you know, it all comes down to communication. Mm. And what is acceptable in that particular relationship? I mean, you certainly are not going to be able to express when your boss says, uh, here you go, Matilda, you have, uh, uh, you know, 
500 files here and I need you to go through all of them and uh, tomorrow I need a full dense report. Yeah, in my head I'm already saying bad things to that person. It's, it's, <laughs> and how you're going to respond to the boss is completely different than if it was your loved one. Yes. And if it was your loved one, you'd say, well, listen, honey, that's not about to happen and you know it and I know it. Right? <laughs> so there's a difference in how you're going to handle it depending on what the situation is. Mm -hmm. um, so the way that I see it is, you know, really recognize, I mean, the positive things about, uh, you know, anger obviously is that we can use it to inspire us. So if the boss is giving you, you know, uh, uh, 10 dictionaries to memorize by tomorrow and you say oh sure okay I'll do the best that I can and you're meanwhile saying you know what right <laughs> so, so what you do is what you're doing is you're going to go ahead and you're going to take that and you're going to use that as an inspiration to do the best that you can yeah okay you use it as inspiration to do the best the most perfect the most outrageous job possible now if you turn around you could be an angry person because the boss said well matilda you didn't you didn't memorize those 10 dictionaries i gave you you're fired meanwhile you've spent 25 years hoping you get the next raise and he's basically showed you the door yeah right so what are you going to do you get angry but why not take that anger and and you say watch me see what I do now. You take that energy of anger and you push yourself to higher levels that were unimaginable had you stayed with that boss who had nothing better to do than to dictate to you to do this, that, and the other thing. You see? Yeah, that's, that's, um, uh, I, when I saw a lot of people that it became their comeback story, I've heard their comeback story is, taking that anger and channel it in the right way. And I always think that's a beautiful element. I don't know if I have it. I've been thinking actually since yesterday, do I, have I done it? Uh, I don't know if I have that in me. Um, obviously it's something that I would like to make it more um, vivid so I can see it in me. Yeah. Uh, to take an anger and make it in a positive way and be productive about it. Do you have any tips for me? Yeah. Of course. How, I mean, if, if, if anger and you're, uh, you know, one of these pent up angry people who walk around and they're looking, I mean, there's people out there, believe it or not, Matilda, they're walking around looking to be angry. <laughs> <laughs> you know? The ones that are, that are eternally angry, they're looking for something to be angry at because they've become anger. Instead of saying, I'm Matilda, I'm anger. Well, now guess what? Matilda's walking around looking for anger, right? Yes. And so they've really, really gone ahead and they've, uh, they've taken on the identity of anger and so they're always looking at what the next thing is that they can be angry about and you don't want to be that person right why not take anger and if you lost a job why don't you go look for a better job if you lost a job maybe you know i don't know what country you're from but maybe take that opportunity 
to do something that you've always wanted to but never did. You know, maybe take a course, learn about anger, <laughs> better yourself, grow yourself, right? Um, yeah, actually, yeah, I've been fascinated about anger. And I find actually what I found about myself uh, is I might be passive about it. I might try to not react because I would feel, okay, it's not proper to react. It's not ladylike to react. There's the properness that we spoke about right at the yeah. start. <laughs> <laughs> and then maybe try to think, oh my God, the other person, I, I tried to maybe think what the other person was going through and um, try to be the bigger person or the wiser person. But at the end, I realized, you know, it's kind of nice to show a healthy uh, reaction of anger because it's sort of something that I want to learn about it because... Um, it's nice to release it sometimes as well. People think that I don't get angry that much, but really not that I don't get angry. I don't show my anger and I try to, you know, calm it down inside me or, or handle it inside in a calm way. But uh, maybe it's good to show some anger so people will know your boundaries to not cross those red lines. And, and, and again, I, again, I would be very selective with my words. I wouldn't say my anger. I definitely would say anger, you know. Mm -hmm. um, be very, very cautious of the words you're using because then those things actually bind you, you know. When you're angry with somebody, it is actually angry with somebody or with uh, something. You're actually binding yourself to them. It's like, you know, the old, I'm not going to forgive you. I'm going to be angry with you for the rest of my life. Well, you, you've just locked yourself up in a jail cell because you didn't forgive. You didn't let go. You decided to be angry eternally. You see? I think a forgiveness is a very important element because when you forgive someone, you release that anger and it goes away. Well, it is, it is, it is, well, anger, again, is another, another part of fires of relationships. We're going to be coming to that, but definitely in order to allow for the freeing of the anger, you have to be able to forgive and let go and, and, and then be able to be free because otherwise there are certain parts of your body which are contracted and the energy isn't getting there the blood flow is not getting there and then you're becoming you know it's like that same thing you know the angry person kills themselves it's not that you're yeah. going to go harm the enemy you're harming yourself because you're shutting your your internal organs from doing what they're supposed to do because you've chosen to be angry like you don't want to be angry you want yeah, to recognize that you want to recognize anger you want to recognize and explore anger but you do not want to be anger you want to release that with forgiveness that's why i think a lot of um they say oh i don't know 40 days of forgiveness uh really 
changes your life. There are some courses like that, or like um, there's some, um, I think, yoga uh, treatments. Yeah. Well, and, you know, you could start with small steps. You know, you could re start recognizing that every time you have your finger out, just please turn it around, point it at yourself. Instead of exploding, take that deep breath. And then remember, all answers lie within you. All issues start within you. Exactly. All happiness is within you. And so gratitude, gratitude is the most magnificent thing that nature has ever created. If you can be happy and focus in on what you're actually grateful for, like the next breath that you're going to take, mm -hmm. it will take you far further than hanging on to a mountain that you're angry at. Like you have a husband. Okay, at least you have a good husband that goes to work. If you have a husband that doesn't go to work, minus well, not have a husband at all. <laughs> So in that scenario, you explain. Very nice. Right? And so... Gratitude is the key, yes. Gratitude is the key. And use... And, and the thing is that you don't have to look for a positive, but take whatever's coming. Grief and anger and sadness and all the other emotions that we've discussed, they're equally beneficial to you. Actually, a negative emotion, believe it or not, Matilda, a negative emotion is a blessing. A negative emotion is a blessing because it's giving you the opportunity to explore who you are. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. I learned the most with my negative emotions because when you're happy, you're all like in a seven world. So you're, you don't care even what you're feeling. You just want to share it with people and enjoy the moment. But when you're sad, it's time to be alone with yourself to realize who you are and why these, these things are bothering you. And how you can fix yourself, not fix yourself, but how you can change certain things in you so you can become more balanced human being, more um, content human being. Yeah, and how to love yourself. It, it's an opportunity to start loving yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and really, really understand. Um, you know, this journey that you're on here in this vehicle that you've chosen to appear in is really a journey to really, you know, experience everything. And that means the negative and the positive. And we need everything. So don't push anger away like it's a bad, you know, virus that you don't want to get, you know. If you've got anger, bring it a little bit closer to you. Just bring it a little bit closer and ask why. What's this teaching me? Right? And, and again, I just want to point out that, you know, you do not want to have a person uh, uh, that is out there that, you know, you feel is, is the right or the wrong in your life. Okay. Because the minute that you do that, just because you're feeling a certain way, you cannot make someone else wrong. You cannot make someone else wrong. Everyone is right in where they are and where they stand. So, you know, the other element that I would like to mention or a little bit talk about it, you know, I've seen it with people and um, 
even with me sometimes, when somebody makes you angry, instead of maybe analyzing what was that and made me feel that way, or what's inside me that I'm feeling this kind of emotion or frustration, I tend to, or people tend to take a distance from that person. Instead of realizing the, the blessing of that feeling or in, of that emotion and what it can teach you, um, it, instead of taking the time to become closer to themselves, to understand what triggers in them, they try to um, not pay attention and just uh, let it go or not hang out with that person again because that person gives them the fe these frustrating feelings. Do you think that's a good, good attitude to have towards anger? Well, you know, again, it's very, very um, personal. Um, if someone is making you feel so uncomfortable when they're angry that they're in a rage, if they're in a rage, you're in complete fear. Well, obviously, you, you will not be able to help them in any way because you need help yourself because you're in, in high state of fear, right? Yeah. And so, so I would definitely say, you know, if you need a little bit of space, a little bit of space has never done any harm. Take that little bit of space because safety is number one if you're feeling you know that you're not safe if you're feeling that much fear if you're feeling that much well i don't think that any friend needs to be around another friend who's in a rage who's you know walking around and purchased the gun with the bullets you <laughs> no, no. No, no no i didn't mean it that way i'm like sometimes some people uh, make you angry yeah. with their actions or the way they talk they make you angry not necessarily they're angry um, better, then okay. it's better to kind of instead of instead of not paying attention to what's happening why I, inside me i feel that anger yes you, some people tend to just leave the situation and not think about it and then they say oh i don't want to be in touch with that person right right they don't take the lesson with that feeling that's right they that's ignore right. it and the blessing doesn't come with it you're just um you're not learning from this experience instead you just sit with that anger and realize okay what the other person does it's not related to you it's their journey what makes what triggers in me that i feel this way so i can fix something maybe it needs to be fixed inside me or change inside me. Hmm? Yeah, this is like my my latest enlightenment. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You know, I mean, we we've discussed that with a, a number of different emotions. That is how you get over any sort of emotions. But I think the key here is is to remember that all emotions are based. On, they're based on the past. You're reacting and acting out of some past experience that you've had. Very interesting. And so the answer you're looking for is why do you behave the way you behave is going to show up in the past. What was it? How did I start to behave this way? Where did that come from? And the minute you start doing that, all of a sudden, by bringing your attention 
All you have to do is start bringing your attention. Oh, there's that anger again. Yeah. But don't explode. As soon as you keep doing that, you keep doing that, guess what? It's going to take more and more for you to get angry. In other words, you're going to lessen your anger. And that's a beautiful place to be. A beautiful place to be. Um, and, and you use that. You use that with every emotion. Don't just use it with anger. You use that when you're sad. You use that when you're happy. You use that when, whenever. Because you need to know you. Yeah. This life is to study who you are. What are you about? What makes you tick and what makes you talk? Right? And uh, so in that... I love that. This life is about to learn about myself. <laughs> to self-master. Yes. Yes, yes, 100%. Well, you know, I mean, uh, I hope that was, uh, has given a lot of the listeners a lot of uh, information and tools. And on that note, I'm Solyndron Buller, uh, and I'm the host of Uplifting Humans, where we honor, empower, educate, and inspire the listener with real stories and expert advice. And I'm a host of Coffee with Matilda, A Journey to Self. And we will see you guys next episode. Ciao. Thank you.